Hello, fellow prickers. My name is Mike Crafton. I'm coming to you from Santa Rosa, California. That's right. You're on the road, my friend. I'm coming to you from Colorado, Castle Rock, and my name is Carl. Welcome, everybody, to the Pickers Podcast. Welcome to the show. How's it going, buddy? How's Colorado treating you? Uh, Colorado's got this crazy spring that's just hanging on. Um, that is just we have like volatile weather in the spring, and how that relates to picking is that we've had snow or Easter for three weekends in a row. So there hasn't been much in the picking scene, to be honest. I've been a little bit oh, discouraged. Geez. So yeah. that's crazy. Sorry to hear that. It's only uh, it's eighty degrees out here today, so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of tough to bear with right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're on the road. Are you are you on the road picking? I am. So we've been doing a couple of things, uh, traveling, and then also we are picking. And then, uh, as our listeners know, we we're both backpackers, and so we're going to go down and train in the Sierras for a little yeah. while because I got a couple monster hikes coming up. But yes, picking, Goodwill. We've done uh, a new a new store called Savers and a new store store in Santa Rosa called Falling Prices. I've heard so, of Savers. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I think, Good. I think they got those out here. Yeah, they're a little high priced, but uh, I think I found a couple of things that I might be able to flip pretty well. Okay. Well, hopefully you can tell us what some of those things are because we have items like we're kind of revealing some secrets here. Not that we are yes. the experts, but we ha hopefully we have enough expertise to help somebody with something because yep. we kind of teased a little bit in the last episode. And then after we released it, we realized, okay, there was definitely some tips about some lucrative items that, you know, like specifically with like the DVDs and DVD mm -hmm. clues and that kind of thing that we're given by our guests but i think that we need to like just be real people and if if there's something that we know that's lucrative we're going to share it today on this episode that's right. but i think we have to define mike what's lucrative like what does that mean to you and please don't tell me that your list has items you're reselling for three to four dollars because <laughs> that doesn't count if you get it for free or you get it for a quarter that is yep. a huge markup man come on percentage wise yeah percentage-wise. And I know, so, you know, Mike's backstory is he's like still figuring this out. He's still in the early stages. He's figured out a lot already. Like his, like, I guess learning curve is going super strong. That doesn't even make sense, right. but whatever. He learned a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. That being said, Mike, you're willing to take the time to sell things that don't make you a lot of money. So long as it makes you a good profit margin. Is that fair to say? Yes, it's fair to say. And we did the numbers and it's about, it's about if I make two $2.50 in profit, if it only okay. takes me 15 minutes to ship, that's almost 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, I like your math on that, but let's be honest. People that are tuning into this episode, they don't want to hear $2.50. They want something better than that. And so if you, here's the, here's the deal. If you have an item, I don't want you, like you've already made your list. I'm not going to have you like modified at this point. If you get an item that you're trying to pawn yeah. on us for $2.50, I'm, I'm going to boo you. Boo. Okay. <laughs> okay. If I have an item by the same token that you, like, cause what I'm telling you, it works in Colorado, a lot of these things. And so if you're like, that is not going to happen in my state, you can boo me. Okay. Sounds good. I'll just cut your video off. All How right. about if I just cut it off? I'll just put, push mute yeah, or something. Whatever, whatever it takes. Whatever and it takes. if you guys think of anything that we're talking about that you can add on to that, make sure and drop a comment down in the comment section below and, and uh, you know, help us get us schooled up so we can yeah. give, the, give the advice back to you guys. Absolutely. All right. So, so we got a top 10. Uh, so we're going to go kind of reverse order, like the 10th best item. Hopefully you kind of have them ranked. I'll have you go 10th, I'll go 9th, and we'll kind of go back and forth. That being said, like, 
theoretically, like your 10th best item could be better than my ninth because we don't know what our, each other's list is. So it's like a loosely based top 10, like loose. Yeah. But before we get into it, I got one update that I want to give it to you. And it kind of goes along with what you were just talking about. Okay. So I hope you have a clapping sound effect also, because this one was a really good deal. Is it, is it about Frost the Snowman again? Uh, for, yeah, the pictures that I've been sending you, all the Christmas, Christmas stuff is getting out there again. You better get on it. No, this one was, we went yard selling a couple weekends ago. And okay. We went to a, we saw, we specifically went to one yard sale and noticed a churchyard sale as we're going into it. So we swung by real quick and we were uh, looking through the tables and I spotted these two, you know, the old drafting lamps that clamp onto a table and they're flexible. They have springs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I saw, I saw two of them and they looked like they're in really good condition. And I just happened to have looked these up before. And uh, when I first started to see how profitable they were and they had, they had one vintage one and one kind of weird one. Didn't look, it didn't look like it was, uh, vintage at all, but I picked up the vintage one for two dollars, and guess what? I just sold it for four dollars and fifty cents. Two dollar fifty profit margin, baby. Hundred percent markup. <laughs> no, that thing. That thing sold for sixty five dollars. Yes. Man. Can you believe that? Jeez. Yeah. Is that the kind of is that the kind of profit margin you're looking for? Yeah, and I think sixty five dollars is lucrative. Well, I hope it would be. Oh my gosh, that's what. $23 or $63 yeah. profit. But I got to ask you though. Yeah. What's up? Do you feel a little weird? Like trying to make money off of a church? <laughs> How did I not foresee this question coming? No, because no, I, this is something I, I thought of before because, yeah. because the whole, like the church rummage sale, like this is not a new thing. Like they've had this since I was a kid. And I mean, we like my mom used to run the rummage sale at, oh, yeah my church when I was growing up and I remember like she would always complain about like people stealing stuff. Like they'd put shoes on and walk away oh. because it just, you just couldn't monitor them. Like oh my gosh, stealing from a church. Nice. No. That's, that's classy yeah. right there. I don't feel bad because the church gets my 10% of whatever it is that I sell anyways. So it's no big deal. Yeah. But, so they're actually getting double my profit. They're getting whatever they wanted to sell. And then they're getting my 10% on top of that. Right. I've, I have done it. So I'm not, judging by any stretch I, it makes me feel a little weird so i've actually yeah. stopped going to church church oh, sales and yeah i don't know i don't know I, I, i'm probably overthinking it to be honest but yeah i've just kind of stayed away i'm not feeling guilty for it no okay that that does beg a good point maybe i should have maybe I, I knew that there was a profitable item so maybe i should have told them hey you know yeah you've got this price really low but I bet you they would have said, oh, we didn't even, you know, we were just going to throw that away or something. So I'm yeah. glad I got two bucks for it. So I think, yeah, if you, if you know, like you're like, oh, I'm going to make a boatload on this. You could, you could yeah. definitely pay a little more because you're still going through the trouble of, you know, you have your knowledge, you have the listing, you have the time spent mm -hmm. packaging and all that stuff. And then you're taking the risk. Maybe does, something doesn't work if it's like electronic based. Yeah. Maybe something's like got some hidden issues, whatever. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm overthinking it. I don't want to like be firm on my stance. And I'm just telling you where I'm at right now. So I've had this exciting story to tell you for two weeks. Haven't texted you about it. Now you just made me feel like crap for it. Gee, thanks. Buddy. That's how I roll. I mean, I, I try know. to make people feel bad about their successes. All right. right. Isn't that Moving what on. Want? What's the next one? What's your, what's your update? What's <laughs> isn't going that on? What, isn't that what friends do? <laughs> it is. You definitely keep oh me in gosh. check. So I apologize. I wasn't trying to make you feel no, bad. I'm glad you, you, you sold did. it and I'm glad you made a profit. And I still don't again, in my early days, I did the same thing. So, <laughs> and I'm still going to go to church yard sales, a yard sales, okay. a yard sale. I don't know what to say. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's get to it. 10, 
lucrative ten. items you might be passing over. So yes. what's number 10? What you got? So some of mine are going to probably be no brainers, but I uh, still don't, I, I still like to pick them because or I still at least look at them because it's super lucrative and most of mine are vintage stuff. So it's just what I happen to be into right now, what I'm picking up, what I'm looking for. So my number five or would it be number 10? My number 10, our number 10 would be board games. So Board games and wrappers is typically what I'm looking for right off the bat because then I wait know a second. How, how often do you find board games with the wrappers? All the stinking time. Really? All the time. Yeah. Okay. I agree on that one because I found, I think I've only found one, I shouldn't say ever, but it's very rare mm -hmm. that I find them with the wrappers on. I have made money on them, but it's not, I don't see them that often. That's interesting. Yeah. And if you guys recall, or if our audience recalls, the Othello board game that I had found two of them with the wrapper on them. I, that's the one that I mixed up the labels and sent it off right. to the wrong person. I'd lost right. a ton of money on it. Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't work out, but yes, <laughs> that was, that was user error. Like that's not an issue learning. with the item itself. Yeah. So what, okay. So I mean, board games are all over the place. There's like mm -hmm. designer board games that are like these kind of European style games, which can go for upwards of a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Then you have like, you know, the classics, like you're saying like Othello, Monopoly, all that stuff. Right. So let's go with the classics. I don't know if you're like a board game nerd, like I am. But let's say like oh. classic games, you find it wrapped up. How much mm -hmm. profit are you looking at making? Uh, an easy ten to fifteen bucks for okay. sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is that booable, folks? No. Ten, 10 to, to fifteen bucks. Ten to fifteen dollars. If you get ten of those sales, you've got a hundred bucks. Come on, that's a that's a yeah, bill. Yeah, and I'm saying I don't have ten of those sales because that doesn't happen. And they're also sometimes they're kind of awkward to package and they are really for. they it's are very monopoly. odd sized. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I'm going to give you like a mediocre rating on that one because I think, I think if you, I think it's lucrative if you can find one of those designer games. So here's, so I'm going to piggyback on Mike's tip here and I'm say, if you yes. see a board game that you haven't seen before, it's got like, mm -hmm. it looks like really cool art on it. And typically like a lot of them are based on like medieval stuff or fantasy knights and shiny armor mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff especially if it's wrapped up, like you can definitely make, yeah. you know, you can make 50, 70 bucks on that. Right. Exactly. So I do okay. have one listed. That's an, uh, used un unwrapped obviously. And it's a, uh, it's a vintage 1983, uh, board okay. game. And I have it listed for about 40 or 50 bucks and I only paid what a couple bucks for it. Uh, I knew you were going to ask me this. I wish I would have yeah, had it ready. No, it's, okay. uh, uh, I Let's don't know. Back. I don't yeah. really want to watch you struggle through this. So we'll I know. Back. <laughs> it's painful. It's painful just struggling with it right now. All right. Okay. So here's mine. I'm going to start with like my least lucrative item and then kind of move forward. Okay. okay. So uh, mine is camelback backpacks. Camelback. <laughs> I know. I know. This one's surprising. I'm not talking about the ones that are like super faded. They've been used for 10 years. I'm not yeah. talking about those. I'm talking about like they're still in decent shape. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can find them like, you know, they've been used once or twice and the person decided they're not going to get into hiking or yeah. whatever. They don't like it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter if it has the water reservoir. Sometimes it's called the water bladder inside mm -hmm. the pack. Sometimes the pack itself can be lucrative. And mm -hmm. so typically you can pick these up at garage sales for $5 or less, sometimes as low as like a dollar. Mm -hmm. And on the low end, I'll sell them for $20. On the high end, they can go for as much as $40 or $50. And they have mm -hmm. these new running packs out now made by Nathan, Ultimate Direction, which are like running vests. Correct. And if those are in good shape, you can get 
like maybe even a little bit more depending upon how new they are. Mm. So yeah. Okay. What yep. am I looking for in a pile of bags? What what's standing out for a Nathan running vest? What what are you looking for? Just if it looks like it's in good shape still. No, I mean, are like, you looking for a mesh pocket? What what's standing out to catch your eye? To like know if it says a, Nathan on it, like that's that's it. What about Sold. to know it's a running running vest? Are they really? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, like, what's? Are you asking like what's the difference of the running vest versus like a camel backpack? Yeah, well, I know what the difference camel backpack is, but if if I'm picking through a bunch of stuff and I see a vest, I don't necessarily know, think I'm gonna know it's a running vest. Yeah, it'd probably be with like the backpack kind of stuff or like the outdoor gear. A lot of All times right. they're categorized, so it, it would just be like a little like a like a camel back, but it just has a lot of pockets on the front and the front straps. Okay. So, and honestly, the Nathan brand specifically. Usually says Nathan in very large size font mm. going up the back of the of the uh, pack itself, so it's not right. something you got to like dig around for the tag on. So that's good to know because uh, I'm in a huge yeah. outdoor community up here or, in, up, or at home, so I'll mm. be looking out for those. I didn't look it up though. Much. Don't don't take my word for it because if it's in good shape but it's like 20 years old, then that's not going to do you any good. Okay, but, yeah, look it up. That is a good number nine. Thank you. Number eight. Number eight. Vintage textiles. Do you know what textiles are? Yes, but remind us all. <laughs> <laughs> Vintage textiles are things like quilts or rugs or blankets, and you can generally find them. The best place to find the vintage stuff is at estate sales, right? So okay. unfortunately, the circle of life, people pass away, and it's usually older people, grandmas, grandpas. So they put in, they have somebody come in and put on these estate sales, and so grandma and grandpa stuff is being sold by these people. And a lot of the times grandma's had a rug or a blanket or a rug, anything like that for generations maybe, or, or at least one generation, right? And these things sometimes can go for very, very large money. Okay. Text. Yeah. I don't know if I'd recognize them. Like, are you looking for labels and tags to kind of determine the price on it? Uh, I what What's catching my eye is just something that I haven't seen, you know, in okay. 20 years. That is kind of something, or just something that looks vintagey, antique, and then a how do you know if it, if, if it's not labeled? Like, how would you know how to price it or where your market is? Or finding what it what it what it what it costs, right? If it's not on eBay or Google, luckily right. eBay and Google are so vast that you're gonna find something that's in the same era or some same kind of uh, time period. Okay, so. If you don't find it, find comparables. So do key search words, uh, blanket, vintage blanket. Uh, if you know the fabric type or something like that, put that in their search mm. term and then see what kind of comparables you have. And okay. then remember, this is your stuff. You get to price it for what you want to sell it at. So right. it all depends on if that right buyer wants to buy it and pay $250, $300 for this vintage blanket. Wait, even that's though, a lot of money. This is your number eight. It's a lot of money you're throwing around here. $250, I, $300 well, here. I only only go for the big stuff. I either go board okay. games or two hundred dollars. That's it. Uh, you could make like five dollars in a board game or three hundred dollars on a vintage quilt. That's the board games thing. are easy though. They're wrapped so in cellophane. Buy them. That's all you got to do. Number two's got to be like like tens of thousands of dollars for going by the same scale here. <laughs> that is on the high end of textiles. Trust okay. me. Okay. That's going to be for a follow up later on about this actual trip where we source something really really cool. I'll share it with you oh, next well, time. Yeah. I want to hear about that if you end up selling it. Cause that's, I know exactly. Right. That's the end of the story there. But, um, all right. My number seven, I kind of have like my next three are like in the same range of, of, uh, pricing, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
So I think the low, well, maybe not. I don't know. My, my low end one, I guess, would be, this is going to be a weird one. Wheelchairs. You know, you've told me about wheelchairs before. I forgot all yeah. about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Wheelchairs, like I see them pretty frequently at garage sales and they're not always a good deal. Like they're frequently not. Sometimes they're they're like, well, we bought this for $300 and we're selling it for $100. I'm like, yeah, you're not selling it for $100. It's not, nobody's going to buy that. So Wait, they I, bought it or their insurance bought it? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, it could be a mix of that. But if you can, like I frequently can get them for $20 or less, sometimes $10 or less, sometimes $5. I don't mark it up a ton because I'm trying because it's like a bulky item even folded up, and I, I yeah. know that it's going to somebody who needs it and is yeah. trying to get a good deal on a wheelchair. I'm not trying okay. to take advantage of people. Typically, when I sell it to somebody, they are actually really happy with the price, and so I'll mm -hmm. I'll usually go anywhere from fifty to seventy dollars. And again, most of the time I'm buying it for less than 20. Usually, I would say like on average around 10. So the markup's okay. pretty significant. So I'm happy. I'm getting a good price and I'm typically making the other person very happy as well. Just got to watch the condition. Does that make you feel bad? Does that make you feel guilty now that we're having like a, like an existential healthcare cost crisis going on in our nation and somebody actually paid three or $350 for that wheelchair. Now you're turning around and making a profit off of it. Right. So. Are you no. contributing to my insurance premiums rising? I don't think so. I think that okay. uh, the person that I'm typically buying from is usually well off enough where they're just like, you know, it's like, you know, with the garage sale thing, just get this yeah. out of my garage. Yeah, and so sure. it's a bulky item. They don't want to list it anywhere else. And so I just take it off their hands. Yeah. Cool. Yep. No, that's so, a good one. That's a good one. And I like that you're not marking them up a lot because you know that those people are in need. All right. Good. So number six. Number six. So number six is uh, something else that I've been looking for. And I really haven't found too many of them, but it's vintage eyewear. So it's sunglasses, it's prescription reading glasses. So the vintage frames and you, it's really a niche though. You need to know what the, what the vintage brands are, right? It's like, like give us some examples. Do you have any off the top of your head? Uh, no, just designer labels. So Oakley. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's a good point. It doesn't have to be vintage, right? If you find Oakley's or Ray-Bans or something that's a good brand name uh, quality or a good designer name, then pick them up or at least look at them, see if they're reasonably priced, if you can make a profit off of them. But the vintage stuff mm -hmm. especially, because a lot of that retro stuff comes back. People want them. They can put their own lenses in them. You know, the lenses are really easy to be made for whatever, whatever kind of eyeglass you have going on. So pe people are all okay. over those things and people just are going crazy for vintage stuff right now. It's wild. I, I don't know any about the eyeglasses. I'd have to look them up. And if you can, I mean, I'm guessing if they're just like, you, I don't know that I've seen a lot of eyeglasses, mm -hmm. but if they're there. I'm guessing they're not going to cost that much. So mm -hmm. if it looks old, just take a flyer on it. Well, and it's one of those things. If you think about it, you're going through grandma and grandpa's old stuff and mm -hmm. you just come across a box, a box of old frames, right? And the person right. doing the estate sales probably just going to clump them all together and be like, 25 cents, $1, you know, $5, right, lot, just whatever it. it is. I, if it's a dollar, I'm like, I don't know. Like I'll just buy it and then, you know, recycle it or donate it. If it's not anything, I don't mind spending a dollar here and there. You know, I'm learning with you. The more that we're becoming friends and the more that we're working together, you will, 
you don't like a $2.50 profit, but you'll buy a $1 item that's just going to get thrown away. Or if it doesn't sell for two weeks, you'll, you'll go ahead and put it in your donate pile. It's the same thought. I don't, I don't want, like I'm looking for bigger profit and so I'm not going to waste my time. So a dollar here, dollar there is not going to bother me. Right. It's not, it's not what I'm asking. Doesn't a dollar here, dollar there add up after a while though? It does. And so I, I try to make it up in the negotiating okay. phase of things. But I'm not, when I say like, oh, just buy it, like I'm not, like that doesn't happen to every sale. I'm not just yeah. buying like this and then just buying that. Like it's usually like once a day, I'm just kind of piling everything together. I gotcha. I've been making kind of, I've been making kind of the same things. It's, and especially learning, I've uh, actually, I've spent a lot of money trying to learn this stuff, you know, buying something that right. just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, and that happens too. It definitely so. does. All right. My number five, this, I don't know if this is specific to Colorado. I don't think it is. Bike racks, bike oh. racks. And what I'm talking about, because there's a lot of different kinds of bike racks, hitch mounted bike racks, mm. hitch, not the ones that you're throwing the 25 straps on the back of the trunk of the hatchback, yeah. not the uh, roof racks. Like you can still make money on the roof racks, but there are so many parts and pieces. You got to make sure you have everything. Yeah. I don't like, I've tried playing around with that stuff and I've, just frustrated myself, but the hitch mounted racks, even if it's missing the bolts or if it, you know, missing a key, whatever, mm -hmm. like if you can get them for under 20 bucks, then you're going to make a profit. At, mm -hmm. le at least in my area. I, I assume a lot of, there's a lot of bikers across the nation. Yeah. And so the brands you're looking for, the top two that I see the most are Thule and Yakima. Mm -hmm. And I can, I, sometimes I'll find them for five bucks. Sometimes I'll find them for 10 bucks. And I'm usually selling them anywhere from 60 to $80. dollars mm. Nice. So, and I'll usually find about, I don't know, four or five a season. So those are, those have been pretty good for me. Every once in a while I'll buy like an off-brand one and uh, try to, you know, I'll, I won't make as much on it, but if it's in good mm -hmm. condition, I'll buy it. I did take a flyer on like a kind of a cruddy looking one that like just, it, it looked like it would hold the bikes. Okay. It just was, looked a little bit weathered. And right. I think I still made like a minor profit. I think I bought it for 10 and sold it for 20, but it was kind of bulky and I don't like storing things that are bulky. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make a big profit, but, um, Hitch mounted bike racks. Nice. And are, are that, is that pretty much on marketplace and Craigslist? Is that where you're selling those? Yeah. Most of the things I have on, on the, uh, list today are the local pickups. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Yep. Those, those strangers coming to your house. It's always a good idea. You can always meet somebody somewhere. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. All right. That's cool. I like that idea. Especially, like I said, being in a, an outdoor community like I live in too. Right. I, I didn't even think about that. I haven't even been looking for them. Typically, I think that those things are, I see them too high priced. To be yeah. Honest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can definitely run into high prices. Mm -hmm. And if they're, you know, if they're trying to sell them for like 60, 80 bucks, I don't even try to negotiate with them. Mm -hmm. But right. unless it's like at the end of the day and they still have it and you're like, I'll give you 20 for it. They might yeah. take it. That's a good idea because a lot of people might get into it for one season and be like, oh, I'm already out of bike season or I'm out of bike. I'm, I've mm -hmm. already gone past that one. Right. Okay, cool. And we are on, what are we on? Number six, five, You're four, on number four. Three, four. That's what I meant. <laughs> number four is vintage cameras. And I'm getting more and more excited about this one because I see a ton of people online flipping these vintage cameras that they just, I mean, old Polaroids. They're flipping old Polaroids. They're flipping, I see those all the time. They're flipping the Olympus cam the cameras. Even the Nikons, the the Leicas mm -hmm. are real, really popular. The Canons, yeah. all those ones, man. And they're super valuable. I mean, photographers, I know quite a few of them, and they love to hold on to their cameras and 
different type of cameras. So I know that they're collectors. So if you mm-hmm. find, if you see some cameras, you know, make sure the battery compartment's not all corroded. Make sure it doesn't have like any jacked up pieces to it. But another tip with this, if you find a camera with a lens, you can break those two apart and sell them separately mm-hmm. and, po- and possibly right. get more money. So you can buy them as a deal, negotiate them down, and then tear it apart and sell the lens separate from the body of the camera. And a lot of those bodies, uh, b- the body of the camera, go for quite a bit of money. They do. And and warning on this one is that you need to look them up because some of them are valuable. Some of them, even name brand ones, are not. Uh, yeah, the models. Models, right. Yeah. yeah, and if you're Good looking point. up even more like you know, 10, 20 year ago cameras mm-hmm. that have like the special battery chargers and then you don't have the charger, now you're like not sure if it works or not and you're talking about making like a $20 profit on it, but you get to buy the battery charger, it may not be worth your time. Correct. So just be aware of the batteries on that. Um, yep. I'll tell you a mistake I made this past year. What'd you do? So I found, I was like early 2000s, late 90s, like a Canon, is it a Canon? The Rebel? Who makes the Rebel? Yeah. Canon? Yeah. Okay. In the box. Mm-hmm. In the box. Ch- cheapest camera ever made, but go ahead. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I looked it up. I mean, you know, it's like right in the box. I can like right. look at the model number. I looked it up. And I'm like, ooh, this is this is a good find. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, like I'm buying a lot of stuff. And so I didn't look too closely at it, but they had put a different camera inside the box. Oh, no. It was still a Canon, and it still sold, but, like, for yeah. a fraction of what I was hoping yeah. for. It was just, it was mismatched. So just Really? Careful. The Rebels sold? The Rebels were going for a lot? That's, like, entry-level entry, entry level cameras, I believe. Yeah, they're, it was like, an older one. I don't know. I mean, with the box. I, I looked it up, you know, as if it had the yeah. box, and the box is the valuable. Box. That's my experience. But the cameras, you can't make a lot of money on. Don't get me wrong. I've made money on cameras. Yeah. Just get everywhere. No, those are good points. So thanks for throwing those caveats in there because, I mean, even though I'm feeling confident about some of this stuff because I've really gotten into vintage stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know everything. So, if, yeah, if there's tips and tricks that you guys know that our listeners know, why don't you throw them down in the comments down below? You said something that actually changed my next answer. Really? Yeah. I, I seem to do that at least once an episode. That's pretty cool. Well, okay, you said, you like, uh, with the bike racks – yeah, people just like want to do it for a season and then they're done. And then yeah, right. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share as my number three what item I used to make a ton of money on when I was willing to put up with this. But this okay. is exactly what you just said. Somebody uses it not even for a season, but they just, it's like sits around, it's valuable, then they're just trying to get rid of it. And this, I, this has to be true across the nation. What do you say? Can I, can I guess? Yeah. Treadmills. The treadmill. That's yes, correct. I got the it treadmill. right. I knew it. I saw one sitting on the side of the road the other day. And I was, yeah. I was thinking about, do I want to deal with it? No, I don't want to deal with it. So I have a couple of tips around treadmills. Uh, first of all, they sell really fast, especially if you if you're in an area that's relatively active. Like they will sell fast. Like I typically would sell them within 24 hours. So once okay. I listed them, obviously moving them's a hassle. The ones that fold up, if you have some sort of vehicle, you can kind of just slide it in there. I could do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, just like, I'm just wedging things and it's not that I'm super strong or anything, but what I would do so that my tips are, I would test it out on site. So I even started mm-hmm. bringing my own extension cord to make sure like I could plug it into an outside outlet and mm-hmm. I would test it out, make sure it's running. If it's running, you're good. If there's other issues with it, like the belt is 
rubbing against the right or the left side, mm -hmm. that is an easy fix, like easy yeah. fix. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes people just give up on that, but there's like a spot mm -hmm. right where the belt kind of curls around, you know, when it goes, it's basically, basically the back end of the treadmill. There's yeah. two um, Allen wrench housing areas where you just kind of adjust the belt and it kind of like moves it to the left, moves to the right, you just get it just right. It takes a couple minutes, problem mm -hmm. solved. If they say it's broken, not running, do not try to fix it. That's not, that's a nightmare. It's not worth it. So sometimes mm -hmm. you can get working treadmills for free, like frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you can get them that might have the rubbing stuff. You can get them like for 20 bucks and you can sell them. Depends on how good a quality it is, but yeah, 80 bucks upwards of like hundreds of dollars, depending upon how much effort you're willing to put in th into them. Because some of those like commercial grade ones, like you need multiple people lifting them. If you have a truck, maybe it's worth your time. Get some ramps. I don't know. But um, if, if you just kind of buy like the, easy to move ones that like you're, you're looking around like 60 to hundred bucks. No, that that's good. You've told me about that before. And, uh, those things can get heavy, man. Those things can get heavy. I think the stair steppers are worse because they're really awkward. So I've moved some of those too. Oh geez. Yeah. Nothing to go right. on to. That's a, that's a fascinating idea though. I love to fix things. So I wonder if I would try to fix like our treadmills hard. If like it, do they have specialized parts that go out? Like is not an average person could fix it. So it could be like, it needs a new belt. It could be an electronic issue with like where you turn the on button. Yeah. You're getting into a mess there. So yeah, it's usually one of the two where the motors de cool. dead, like you're going to replace mm -hmm. a motor. That's like the cost of the treadmill. Yeah, so true. Good. All right. Number two, this is your best answer right now. This one is something that, Jennifer and I both love to look for, and it's vintage Tupperware or vintage, uh, uh, vintage, uh, kitchenware, kitchenware, anything like that. Okay. I love looking for vintage Tupperware. It's my favorite thing to look for when I walk into an estate sale. Okay. But I've been, uh, had a friend that's been telling me about silverware recently, like which ones to look out for, for the silverware. And I still haven't gotten into the plates. You know, we've talked about plates and bowls and things like that mm -hmm. quite a bit. Stay away, but go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want that to be your specialty, then I think that you can do really well in it. Cause I see it all over the place, but it's just not something I'm willing to invest the time in right now. Right. But okay. Tupperware, I'm all over Tupperware. You can pick them up for 25 cents at places all right. and sell them, sell them for 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. I think we sold, sold one for 15. We sold a couple bowls the other day. I think, uh, I think they went for 25 each. Not exactly. Sure. So just to clarify, your best item, the one at the top of your list is literally Tupperware that you can sell for 10 to $25. Yes, it is because I don't Ooh. mind. I don't Ooh. mind selling things. It's not, I'm a reseller. I'm not a high, high value reseller. I'm just a reseller. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, even, even if what you're saying is true and I would be willing to make that kind of a profit, like I'm, mm. I'm with you on that, mm. but as your, as your best item, like you already had the vintage quilts and the vintage rugs for hundreds of dollars with high potential profit and you're ending with Tupperware. Because it's the simplest thing to learn. It's the simplest thing to find. It's the simplest thing to list, pack, ship, get rid of everything. Everything okay. about it is easy and, and it's everywhere. It is literally everywhere. You just got to find the good stuff. Uh, I already weighed in with my opinion on that. All right. I'd put that as number one all day long. Okay. Nah, cameras, cameras might be might be right up there with the vintage with the Tupperware. They are. But trust me, yeah, it was close. 
<laughs> okay, so if you do if you do the statistics of how often you're going to find a camera compared to how often you're going to find Tupperware, I think Tupperware is going to win out every single time. You're going to... I haven't paid attention to Tupperware, but now I will, and we'll circle back and see if that's true, at least in my area. What's your number one? Okay, my number one answer is, of course... The lemonade stand. They're everywhere. What? Wait, no, sorry. What? That's not good. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> when you go out on the Where garage sale circuit, don't you have like little kids trying to sell you lemonade nonstop? Never. What never, are you talking ever. about? Community sales are all that. over the place. Hi, I'm cute. Buy some of my lemonade for $25. And I think the first time that I experienced that was out there with you when I went with you yard sale. Oh my gosh. If I bought all the lemonade from all the kids, like I have to go pee. I'd have to like leave the garage sailing. I mean, <laughs> that's just not good. Yeah. So I, I try no. to be so encouraging and so friendly to the kids, but I, but I still say no, no every time. Unless yeah. my own kids are with me, then I'm like, we buy from one kid. And that's it. So, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if the parents are doing it. They're selling donuts and cokes and whatever. But um, all right, my number, my real number one answer is, and this actually came up on a previous episode. I think the one that we had Will on. Okay. Uh, the one that he mentioned somebody else was looking for, and that is weights. Yeah. All right, and so it's not just any weights. I'm talking like the weight plates you'd find at the gym are the best yeah. ones. Like the two yeah. inch holes. Those are the best ones. Mm -hmm. You get like the workout bars you'd find at the gym. Those are good. If you're going to get like this rickety old bench, if they're throwing it in, just take it. Maybe you'll sell it, but that's not what you're after. You're mm -hmm. looking for the kind of the higher quality stuff. Yeah. The one inch hole ones, you can still sell those, but if you're talking about like the plastic coated weights or those like dumbbells that are like colored, you know, like the kind of, they're filled with sand. Yeah, those ones, yeah. stay away from those ones. Yeah. But if you have like metal dumbbells, those are good. Even better if you can find them with like a rack that comes with it. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people just are like, yeah, they just want to get rid of them. You can find them for free. I found a bunch for free last year. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hit or miss. Some years I buy a bunch of weights. Some years I don't buy any. And so, but when I find them, I'm super excited about them. And early on, like back when I was at your level, I remember there was this family that had like the really good stuff. I was with my family, so I didn't have anywhere to put it. And I should have just bought it and then come back for it. Yeah. And they were just like, we'll just give it to you for like whatever you want. Just take this stuff off our Whoa. hands. And it was literally like hundreds of dollars of Jeez. resale profit. So yeah. I, so these are, you know, depending upon how much you're, you're getting, I would say if you get a decent amount, you're talking minimum $100. But if you get a lot, likely hundreds of dollars of profit. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like the, you know, whatever you call it, the, the machines or anything like that. I'm talking about just weights, like weight yeah. plates, dumbbells. Plates, plates. That bars too, yeah. Yep. And they are the simplest thing to ship too. They weigh nothing at all. I mean, just they <laughs> fit in a priority pickup. box. <laughs> they fit in yeah, a priority box. Just great. Local pickup. That's good. No, I look for that. I, I think I even turned you on to one while we're out yard selling. It was those uh, sandbag uh, CrossFit weights. Did you ever get rid of those? I, I think you already told me. You oh yeah. They, that took forever. I think I made my money back on that one. So that didn't work, but it, uh, that was like a low out. risk item. Didn't cost that much. So I was willing to try that one. Yeah. They were in really good shape too. Yeah. So that's, I did take flyers yeah. on weight vests and those went super fast. I didn't make a ton of money on them. Cause I think I bought them for like 20 bucks for two. Like yeah. the people, you know how people wear weighted vests and uh, yeah. that was good. Hey, we're giving bonus ones. Now we gave 10. We'll come back another episode if they want bonus ones. We'll see how, <laughs> We'll see how well people respond to this one. Exactly. Yeah. All, All right. right Anything else? Good. I got a couple of follow-ups. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. For some follow-ups. Sure. What you got? So did you know that we have listeners in the USA, right? We've got coast to coast. We're actually coast to coast now, but we actually have listeners in the UK, 
We have listeners all the way in Singapore, listeners in Canada, and we have some Aussie listeners also. Yeah. So if you're really from those areas, like welcome and thanks for listening yes. to our show. I always suspect it's people that are just like traveling and that's when they're, they're downloading it. Oh, really? Like, that they're yeah, in the, the airport? Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. No. Well, actually, the Singapore ones, the two in Singapore, they've actually <laughs> downloaded. The <laughs> There's two. That's funny. Okay. Sorry. Good. They've, they've downloaded they've, what were you say? They've downloaded, they've downloaded our ep our last three episodes. So. Oh, okay, so they're they're there for an extended yeah. stay, maybe. Exactly. They're on Either the business way, trip. We'll, we'll take anything, man. You're on the moon downloading our stuff. Like we'll take it because oh, that's just, crazy. We 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 like to build a community here, and to be honest, we haven't heard a lot from like we've heard a little bit. We've gotten no, yeah. some responses here and there, but if you've been listening to our show, we could. Like it's, we're, I'm a little embarrassed by the fact we only have 10 Apple reviews. So if you use the Apple podcast app, right. you, can, you don't even have to review us. You could just like tap the stars. Yeah. It'd be amazing if you tap the five stars, but like we only have 10 on there. We've been doing this for a while. Like I said, I'm a little embarrassed. If you don't mind, like that'll make us feel good and maybe it'll keep Mike going. Who knows? <laughs> Keeps my spirits up when I see those reviews. That's no, right. those are great. And, uh, you know, as, as, as soon as they start rolling in, we'll start, Maybe we can start reading some of them on the show. Yeah. 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 The exactly. more creative, the better. And yeah, we'll read them off. We'll send you Perfect. some prizes, snowman gear. If you, if, you, if you review our stuff as we find it, you know what they're probably thinking right now, what are these 10 reviews? Why haven't you read them off already? So, you know, cause I think that, they're all from like your family or something. Like, that, they're not even that, real reviews. <laughs> thanks mom. Thanks dad. No, they are real reviews. <laughs> okay. So right. we do have one, uh, Caleb, he's a listener and he wrote a review. So we'll read Thank that you, one Caleb. next week. Thanks for listening, buddy. All right. So I've got vintage trivia where you've got to guess which item would resell for more and which would resell from less. And I'm going to pick items from my list. So I should have been paying attention to your list then. That's what you're telling me. Right. I, I gave some clues. I gave some, yeah, okay. some little breadcrumbs there. So, all right. Number one, so you got three questions. Number one, which one is more valuable? More valuable. Okay. Would it be a Thule bike rack hitch mounted that can hold four or bikes? Mm -hmm. All the straps are in good shape. There might be some paint shipping, maybe not. Would it be the Thule bike rack that you bought for $10? Or would it be a Camelback backpack that's about five years old that's still in decent, decent shape, no water mm -hmm. reservoir? That is just kind of like a middle level one that you bought for five dollars. That's what are you to make the most profit that's on? That's good. It, I seem to remember that both of those were kind of around the same profit margin, but I'm gonna go with the Thule bike rack. The bike rack yes. is correct. It, there you go. Ding, just ding, barely, ding, one. barely any, uh, barely more profit, isn't it? They're kind of right around the same. No, it's a lot more profit. So if you're talking about ten dollars to you know sixty to eighty, you're gonna be making fifty to yeah. $70 mm -hmm. profit versus like a 30 to 40 item on the high end. You're making 25 to, you know, $30. Gotcha. So yeah. Yeah. All right. 25 bucks. Okay. That's number great. two, we've got a, let's go with 80 pounds in weight plates, mixed plates, okay. 80 pounds. So you got two tens, <laughs> two 25s. Two forty five. Two and a half. <laughs> two, two and a half. I don't yeah. know. Eighty All pounds right. in weight place gotcha. there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or uh you can resell I'm gonna go with something that was on my list that I didn't actually talk about, so you have to figure this Ooh. one out. Uh one of those like square 
iPod shuffles. Like they're just square shaped, not the rectangular shaped ones, the square shaped. It works. And you bought the weight plates for 10 bucks. You bought the iPod shuffle for five bucks. Yeah. Most profit. Uh, it's going to be the iPod shuffle because you told me about this little trick where they've actually had a recall on those and you can send them back to Apple and Apple will send you a brand new shuffle, which you can sell for brand new. All yes. right. This is where your age is playing a role here. Cause that is incorrect. My friend, what? I was talking about the, the iPod nano and that doesn't, and that, deal they have is hasn't been going for years i said they, that that used to be a deal they had so uh, incorrect incorrect the ipod shuffles you probably sell for about 30 35 yeah. bucks used um assuming you have like the charge cord for it and the weight plates you're going to sell for anywhere from 80 80 or more dollars you know dollar a pound maybe if you're trying to get rid of it fast like 50 to whatever 50 to 70 dollars i don't know either way it's more with the weights so i'm glad you i'm glad we did this trivia because i would have been looking for those ipad shuffles or nanos still Last one. Bring it. You have a wheelchair with <laughs> a little bit of a wonky wheel. Okay. Everything else is in good shape, still folds up, yeah. but the wheel's a little angled differently. It's going to take a little bit to fix. So you got to factor in your time okay. there. All right. Then you've got a red solo cup filled with ice cold lemonade. Ice cold, <laughs> perfect balance of lemon, water, and sugar. Yeah. Okay. Which one's better? Better for resale. Lemonade by far. What? Especially with the, especially with the little cute couple of little cute little kids selling lemonade. Yeah, and you're they, reselling. You're not the cute kid, man. You're like an then, old crusty guy trying to resell right. lemonade. That's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's true. I wouldn't buy lemonade for me either if I had a stand. Right. <laughs> this is your first trivia fail, and I'm embarrassed for you that chose the lemonade, so <laughs> Incorrect. Lemonade will make a ton of money. Those little kids, man, they must have been raking a fortune every weekend. My daughter's been one of those kids before. And um, typically what happens is they they make a lot of money, but they also attract more kids who want to like help. So they have to like divide the money up. So in the end, it doesn't make as much. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Anyway. All right. That's all I got for me. Fellow pickers, go find your own stories. One treasure at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you're not selling lemonade.